0: I'm Kendra, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits.
1: Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host, Steve Arneson, and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories we go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Before we get started today, though, this is a quick reminder that we are launching our Go Big to Give Big membership. If you are looking to get around people that are more excited about talking about the impact they are making in this world more than the cars they are buying, then you're going to want to go check out GoBigToGiveBig.com to get more information and join the most philanthropic group of entrepreneurs out there. Now, back to the show. All right. I am excited to welcome today's guest. Kendra Garrigan to the show. Kendra, welcome.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: I'm amazing. This is going to be super fun (laughs) for those of you that don't know. Kendra is our Director of Operations or our COO or whatever you want to call the person that is (laughs) literally building everything behind the scenes of Go Big to Give Big and our new venture, Give Big Strategies. And I thought there's no better time than to bring you in and just share a little bit about your story so people can get to know you a little bit. They're going to be seeing a little bit more of your face, your name, throat, everything that we're doing. And your story is really incredible. You know, you have quite the diverse background. You've had quite a bit of success in the tech space as a female, which is uh, an, a huge accomplishment. And now you're making the transition over to wanting to work in a bit of the philanthropic space or, or impact space more than where you were before. So welcome to the show and tell us a little bit. How, what got you into entrepreneurship? What got you started? And how did you get down this 30. journey?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for having me first of all. So, I guess what got me into entrepreneurship was probably my parents, which I didn't really think about until I got later into like the entrepreneurship journey. I like it just kind of came natural, but looking back now, I kind of see I was probably like built <laughs> to basically be an entrepreneur. My parents are entrepreneurs themselves. So, my dad had a very successful travel company in the early 2000s and 1990s and sold it when I was 10. So, Seeing that entire journey myself really, I think, left quite the impression. Obviously, I'm doing the same thing now, just in different industries. And seeing him and my mom work together to basically create this, you know, amazing family, amazing kind of life, while building something that they like really they dreamed of building and could help a lot of people with. I guess I just embraced. Being able to do that myself and kind of fell into it, I also knew that I did not want a boss after like my very first like job when you're like first year university. I was a camp counselor at a summer camp and I loved the environment. I loved working with the kids. I loved all of that. But I literally hated having a boss in the sense that we weren't able to collaborate and share our ideas as much as I would have liked. Obviously now being on a team, it's awesome. It's great and and being on teams before, but that was kind of that trigger point being like, I want to create a bigger impact and I just can't do that when there's limitations on what we can and can't do at every single turn. So that's probably what kind of brought me to, I guess, being an entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> so what was the first business that you created? And then if there was more onto it, what's the first successful business you've had? Because a lot of people start with something to get them in the door and then they (laughs) go on to do something after.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, basically the journey of me was the first product or the first company, I guess I'd started was with a uh, former business partner who I also swam with. We saw the need for kids to get a lot more multi-sport training when they're young athletes, specifically in the technical aspects, focusing on like fundamental skill development. Whereas a lot of teams or a lot of programs were just kind of like overtraining the athletes. It was more about quantity over quality. So we wanted to put together programming that was focused more on quality. And so we built basically a summer camp style company that we could run year round and run a variety of different camps, focused specifically on technical skill development. We ended up doing some really cool things where we got to work with Special Olympics. We worked with the sitting volleyball national team. The national team coach came out for one of our camps. We worked with a ton of different level of athletes, both adults and and youth. And so that was kind of like the first company. We ended up kind of splitting, parting ways very amicably. He wanted to go more into the coaching side of things that I wanted to kind of go into more tech and startups, which I just, I Mm fell absolutely in love with. And so from there, we, we kind of initially together explored developing a tech platform for skill development with like AI components and all these other things. But ultimately, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. And <laughs> so the concept was great. The concept how, was How old market. were you while
1: you were building all this?
0: Uh, the first company were probably like 1920, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say it was like, then, like, it was like late
1: teens, early 20s for you.
0: Yeah, I would say 1920 and then the tech side stuff of like 2021, I would say like getting into that. And from there, that one, that one failed ultimately. We were in like a a startup program that didn't code the product and like we had no idea what we were doing at the same time, like learning every time we failed and just kind of decided, okay, like we need to take it a step apart do what we really both love and and move on from that. And so from there, I met my current business partner through a startup in Winnipeg, actually. It was a app that essentially allowed people to bet on sports. I can't remember the full concept of it, but within like a week or two, we discovered that like the investor and the founder who wanted to build this, I was brought into marketing. We realized like this was not legal to do in Canada. <laughs> oh, it all it ultimately failed as well. But we we got connected. And then from there we went on to build each respectively an agency to help with marketing on my side and tech development on his side, startups. And so from there we fell more in love with startups and ended up merging through an acquisition and merger uh, and created a milking group, which is to answer your question, my probably my most successful company to date, which basically works with early stage startups to ideate, build, scale, grow, and manage them. And we've worked with startups all around the world, which is really cool.
1: That's amazing. And yes. I <laughs> love that because it was so much tenacity. It was like like you were never built to be an employee, but you also, i um, yeah. <laughs> coming from your family of entrepreneurs and the sports background, failure is okay failure just is a learning mm-hmm. opportunity. Like it happens all the time. And so going through those failures probably didn't crush your dreams and hopes of being an entrepreneur. It's just a learning lesson to move on to the next thing. So walk yeah. us through the final bit of the stages here where you were in Moken and you guys are having some some awesome tech startup excitement and you're funding all these businesses and you're starting to you know expand and grow into some other founding opportunities that you are in. What does that part of your life look like now, that chapter where you are and full tech startup, you're starting to kind of see some success, hang out with some big dogs and and see what the world's really like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Moken is great. It, it wasn't great. I ended up moving this year after four years as managing partner to the board. We started to do a lot more management stuff and we started to do a lot more of working on business procurement, which I absolutely love startups. I love the like Getting my hands dirty, you know, like I love getting in there and just like building those workflows and building all that kind of stuff. And so I wasn't able to do that as much there. So I've moved to the board. And through that, I realized that I part of me getting my hands dirty with early stage startups is that I love helping people and seeing my parents give back so much and my dad working with the Children's Rehab Foundation in Manitoba and all of those different things kind of just really made me rethink why I do what I do. And Kennergy, my other company that that owns Smoke and as well as a number of other startups, I really started to rethink like our vision there. And like what do I want to do? Like, yeah, I want to help startups. I want to build innovation-driven ventures and that kind of thing. But how do I want to do that? And so that was what kind of brought me to start exploring like the sustainable development goals and becoming a part of Catalyst 2030, which basically, you know, is this global collaboration of of innovators to our hoping to improve and work towards those SDGs, you know, more actively within business. And through that, I realized that creating an impact doesn't have to inhibit your business growth, which a lot of people think that it does, especially in that tech startup world where it's all like, everyone is very, I don't want to say brainwashed, but just (laughs) Very focused on you know venture raising and like I have to grow as fast as possible, and that's not always sustainable. And so, taking a step back and looking at you know what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people really kind of helped me understand that I can do. And by doing that, I'm gonna also help people grow. And then I started kind of just sharing that with other businesses, and from there, I met you, and Mm -hmm. that is how we got to today.
1: That's amazing. I know you have some other ventures which we'll, we'll dive into shortly, but Definitely. I want to spend some time on this because it is so true that this day and age, so many people are almost, I don't want to say sick of just looking for profits, but the idea of just using business to make money is slowly going by the wayside, especially for yeah. millennials and and the younger generations. They truly believe that there's, you know, why would I just go work for an employer that's just making a ton of money off me and, and not doing any good? When I can go build my own business and do good with it. And we've seen a lot more startups come in that have the one-for-one model or giving representatives. What about that really drew you in? Like on the deep side, you know, obviously you've seen some great success and you've seen some great companies, but to switch and I don't want to say do a complete 180, but to step away from a company that was doing very well and in this space to move to a space which is more philanthropic, still doing the same work but just focusing on building those same companies to do more. What was the true inspiration to move that way?
0: I feel like just seeing how profit crumbled so many companies, like not necessarily profit itself, obviously that doesn't crumble companies, but (laughs) just the focus on it where we see in the tech world, these massive raises that people do so they can scale exponentially. But then they have to fire so many people after because they can't keep up that burn rate like or their burn rate is so high that they're not able to continue it because their profit and the revenue are not matching, you know, the influx of capital when they do it when they do this giant raise. And because of that, that was just kind of like I knew as a startup founder with the tech ventures that I had going on and I still do have going on and we're growing very slowly. I didn't want us to do and I didn't want. Like that to happen to us and us have to like let that many people go at once, I just i I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me, and so that really got me started thinking, I guess about how I can be a better business person and yeah. focus on our profit and revenue and our growth, and how I can obviously harness those three and like scale them exponentially, but at the same time, without some of the like what I would consider toxic business you know, attributes or or models and and how I might be able to go about that in my own business journey. And that was kind of what got me thinking on the business side. And then a number of other things just in my personal life where, you know, COVID, we're coming to COVID and, and what does that even mean to people anymore in terms of like functioning in a society, right? As like a young entrepreneur and a young millennial, like what the heck do I do? How do I socialize with friends? And all of that kind of stuff just made me realize like what it's like to be, I guess, a human again, because we hadn't been able to talk to people or like be yeah. with other people for so long. And and seeing how you can make an impact on a person's day really kind of just like changed my perception on what's important. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of
1: sense. It's it's Yeah. Just summarizing everything that I've been preaching for years of the fact that it's just when you start adding purpose and passion and meaning behind something, your excitement can grow in it exponentially more than just the profit machines that are there. With your profit machines, the excitement can only be to make more money and that can only drive you so hard. But when you add that passion or purpose behind it, you can exponentially grow because there's no unlimited amount of support you can do. And I believe that you can buy yourself happiness by doing more good in the world, whether that is creating patents or companies or donations that do the impact on the back end. It just it fuels you in a different way than just going out and trying to build a business to get the evaluation to raise money, which is partly why I think we aligned when we first met was that I said I didn't want to sell off any of go big to give big in the beginning stages cuz I don't want to have to report to a board or to mm-hmm. people that are funding us that don't believe in the same giving initiatives that we do, I want to be able to call hundred percent of the shots of what we donate to and how, where our profits go. And so, which leads me great to my next question a little bit is, so what are you most excited about of being a part of Go Big to Give Big and helping grow it and scale it and all the, you know, we, we spent six hours a day talking <laughs> about what we're going to grow and do. What is exciting you the most right now about it and that brought you into it?
0: Yeah, I think just definitely the impact we can make. I think that seeing from the tech side, I know you and I come from very different worlds in that where you're in real estate and the coaching and all of that, where I'm in the tech side and seeing how toxic the tech ecosystem can be and being able to bring something like this to that, I think for me is like a breath of fresh air. I know it's needed and I'm really excited about just like bringing a fresh thought to people because there's so many of these like concepts out there that we just hear and they're overplayed. But this is something that's so new and so fresh that bringing to literally anyone, any industry we've discovered is something that's just like revolutionary, if you will. I don't know if that's too big of a (laughs) word to use to to describe this, but it's just something that I myself with the one tech, specifically one tech venture that I'm working on right now that is very much in the social impact space, seeing how a consultancy and a movement like this can impact your business is completely game-changing. It it allows me to increase revenues while also still ensuring that we're doing good at every step. And so for me, that is something that obviously as a human being, I can't say no to, but also as just someone who's in business, like I, I don't yeah, I, I don't think that there's a reason to say no to it. So I guess that's what I'm most excited about, just bringing people this fresh idea and, and kind of see where it goes and how big of an impact we can truly make.
1: Yeah. I think it's a uh, 100% where our alignment comes from is because we both think so similar in the way we're going to approach this that it just becomes a no-brainer that when you hear it, you're mm-hmm. like, I kind of just got to say yes to this. Like, why, why don't <laughs> I want to make a bigger impact exactly. and do more good? And, you know, you took the concept and and you, you're going to get some referral bonuses for bringing in some of your tech people and stuff. And one of the things you said is that you're going to give a portion of your referral bonus out to charity. And I thought that was so cool. It's like, it's that mm-hmm. infectious where it's like you worked for the company for a week and all of a sudden you're like calling me like, hey, so I just want to let you know, I'm going to do, you know, a, a portion of all the, the stuff for the <laughs> referrals that I'm going to bring in. I'm going to donate to charity. And it just makes, like, your excitement and the way you felt about it was just, like, people get so excited about it that it actually yeah. drives them to want to do more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, I've been around charity for for a number of years with, I mentioned my dad was working with the Children's Rehab Foundation and and seeing the kids and specifically not just, like, the concepts behind it, but actually seeing, like, someone donates $1,200 and it gets that child a bicycle and that child, like, okay, like that concept alone is, okay, that's really cute. But then seeing how that child now has mobility, that child is able to participate in sport, they're able to, you know, be with their peers, they're able to have that independence, that in itself is so impactful. And so seeing how something like this idea can be integrated into businesses exponentially to do that for so many different children, so many different adults, just people in general, is just, I don't know why you would say no to it, especially if it's going to potentially or, you know, hopefully increase your profit.
1: That's the whole go big side. We don't want people to just, we don't want people to lose money coming to this. We want them to make more money and maximize their ability to do it. And I think that's just so cool. When I think of just that concept of that percentage that you're going to donate to charity from some referrals that you're going to get from what we do together when you go yeah. to the people that you're going to bring in, which is an audience I don't have, which is why I'm excited to to have you go out and hit those, explore those opportunities. But mm-hmm. I'm just envisioning your pitch to them. It's partly, hey, we've got this really cool program and I'm, I'm working with this really cool organization. But one of the amazing things is that you're also going to get a support, a mission that I've been a huge fan of for years and has been a part of my family. And those people now have an emotional attachment to you to say, I want to go with you, Kendra. I want to be a part of whatever you're doing. And you get to Mm -hmm. sell them on this idea of like, hey, when you work with us, this is the impact that gets to happen. And what we're doing Mm -hmm. is we're changing the conversation from being about just business to business sales to making it to a human to human transaction, saying, how cool is it that by just working with us, you're going to be able to provide a bicycle for a kid. People are like, oh my God, I want to do that. And it's just a whole different concept that we can move forward with. So I'm excited about that. I want to change gears a little bit here and yeah. just talk to you about being a young female in the entrepreneurial <laughs> space is hard, let alone the tech startup space. What are yes. what are some of the words of encouragement you have for maybe someone that's listening that's coming up into that space that's maybe intimidated, that maybe feels like it's a, a tough industry to crack into or even just an entrepreneurial space in general?
0: I would just say like, you can't give a shit like <laughs> you really can't. I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to judge you no matter what you do. Right. You could be a nurse. You could be a doctor. You could be an entrepreneur. You could be a teacher. You could be anything. And people are going to judge you anyways. So really, like if they're going to judge you for being an entrepreneur, who cares? Right. You're the only one that you have to prove something to at the end of the day. Being a young female, you're going to hear no. But that's not like if you really think about it in your life, that's probably nothing that's new. Yeah. Unfortunately, right? it's not like you haven't heard that before in school the cover up or to do this or to do that. it's It's nothing new. It's just in a new context. And so part of being an entrepreneur is going and finding how to do it, right? Because no one's going to give you that blueprint, and if they do, then there's probably something wrong with that situation because you're an entrepreneur, right? It's about taking something and innovating and creating something new and so you just have to go with it and you just have to push through and yes, you're going to hear no, probably more than, more than others, but there's female funds out there. There's other females who have been there and done it. It's just about finding them and, you know, don't be afraid of asking because one of the biggest things that I was always afraid of is like just asking to like connect with someone or asking about, you know, can you help me with this? Or like, I'm unsure about that. And like, they're not going to laugh at you. Like they usually don't sometimes they Mm -hmm. do where they're like, standoffish or they're rude or, you know, you get that like person on LinkedIn that decides like, okay, this is now a dating platform, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, you just have to just, just you just got roll with it and not really, you know, give a shit and just put yourself out there and think about everyone else behind you that you'll inspire and that you're going to change not only your clients and your customers, but also just all of the other little girls out there that, you know, wants to be you one day let alone what you're going to be in 10 years, right? There's people out there who are fighting to be where you are right now, even if you don't perceive that as as really anywhere.
1: I think it's one of the things that I've really come to admire about you in a whole different light is just how much you genuinely care about empowering other people to following your footsteps and that you're not afraid to open up and share any stories they want or give playbooks. And I know we chat briefly, but you know, you have a group of friends that you just like, Hey, you need documents. I got you. Hey, you need some support. Let me send yeah. <laughs> you a quick voice memo. Like you're not one to shy away. And I think that's an courageous thing in this industry. A, because you know, you've, you've created such success in this space. That's been a challenge typically, and you've been able to do it. So kudos to you. I love that about you. And I want to, and I want to jump into the giving side of some things now that I get a step away from the business. Mm-hmm. What, obviously, your dad was into the child's rehab foundation, but yeah, walk us through like what got your dad excited about the actual, you know, giving initiatives, and walk us through why you want to step in those footsteps and start supporting them as well. Because I know it's so passionate for you.
0: Yeah. It actually started like a number of years ago. He was, I believe, the chair of the board for about 10 years. And we came across it probably just shy of that. One of my coaches through high school, which is a massive, massive influence for for me, both in terms of my sport, my perseverance, all of that. He was a child that actually you know, was at the children's rehab. And we knew a lot of other people in the city who had gone through, you know, just just being a, a patient there, I guess, as, as children and, and the impact that that had on their lives and being and, you know, competing with athletes of varied abilities was always something that was very close to me and close to us. And having friends who we all had different abilities, I have ADHD, and seeing how you know, that took me on a different journey than some of my other friends who had differing abilities, as well as some who are fully atypical, if if you will. I don't know the proper <laughs> term there, actually, to be honest. I just know neurodivergent because I am. I should probably learn that. But essentially, just all of that kind of culminated into us as a swim team, I believe, contributing to the Children's Rehab Foundation. And because of that, dad got involved and he met the former executive director Christine and she was an absolute sweetheart and we ended up through our like swim kind of fundraiser we, we donated money there and then we ended up just continuing to contribute my dad was quite a lead on all of that and I think at that point they asked him because of his business background they asked him to sit on the board and from there our family just got very involved and and They have a gala every year that we attend and and see the kids who just like when you hear this story, you can't not want to get involved. Like when you hear the stories of these children where, you know, this little girl doesn't have an arm and she wants to play a sport. So they're going to custom make like a full prosthetic specifically for her and how much time and effort goes into doing that to allow her to do what any normal kid has the ability to do. And so seeing the impact on that and. The funding necessary to do that because not everyone has tens of thousands of dollars lying around to you know get new equipment and things like that yeah. it was very impactful to see and that was what kind of really sparked my want to to give back and yeah i guess that's just what kind of sparked it initially and then going from there it just snowballed as i kind of got more into my coaching I was coaching for Special Olympics and giving back there, and, and you know, just meeting so many people that didn't have the opportunity that I did and I resonated with because I was experiencing the same thing as a very, very young, you know, 19, 20, 21 female in, in the business world and seeing the roadblocks that were in front of me, and then seeing other people experience roadblocks in other areas of life, in sport or in just everyday life, and just wanting to not want anyone to experience the same things that I was going through, whether it be in a different context or not. And so that was what kind of just really, I don't know, inspired me to kind of like do what I could. Unfortunately, when I was younger, I was very much like business Huffle mindset. So I was very focused on businesses and I wasn't so much focused on the impact, which I'm, I'm glad I did. But I'm glad now that that's brought me to a point where I can start to do more of the impact side of things. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a spiel there. No, I <laughs> I,
1: that's that's amazing. I, I just love how passionate you are about it. And that's one of the things that I think people forget about is just how passionate people can get when they start talking about the impact initiatives that inspire them in their lives and what they look like. What other organizations inspire you right now? So sports is obviously a category that's exciting and, and you've been around it for a while, but like, what, like, you're a part of Catalyst 2030, you're a part of all these different things. Mm-hmm. Like, what other categories or things are inspiring you today?
0: Definitely sports. So, that's one I know I kind of touched on before, but I'm building a product with my dad for safe sport to kind of eliminate abuse and treatment. So, we're hoping to launch that in 2024. And we're talking with like nations and other governing bodies, which is really cool. Very big breath of fresh air from like your consumer B2B, uh, which I'm used to in <laughs> tech. We're, we're literally talking to like, Governments, which is really cool to hopefully impact as best we can there and then so like anything relating to sport really for me i don't typically have a favorite charity because there's so many that do good in different ways i would have to say right now it just revolves around the safe sports base, but i'm biased because we're building (laughs) product there i would actually also say catalyst 30 like you mentioned so catalyst 30 is basically you know companies innovators basically come together to collaborate to achieve the SDGs by 2030 or get us closer to what the sustainable development goals are by 2030 that in itself is like a massive undertaking because it includes all 17 sustainable development goals so i like to focus on two or three of them within each of my businesses and each business kind of varies on which ones we target but they do revolve around the same ones And just being able to integrate in that and and collaborate with the innovators in there, there's constantly different initiatives going on or events or different ways that your business can kind of give back. And so I try to jump on any of those that are relevant, not only to us, but also that I have kind of like a close tie with. And yeah, so I would say those are probably like the other two in addition to Children's Rehab Foundation that I am really involved with now. I'm hoping to obviously get exposed to more. But I definitely want to see how far I can expand my reach in terms of um, those three right now.
1: Yeah. It's a tough industry we're we're playing in now. It's like every client we bring in is like, oh, my God, I love this charity and this charity. You're like, I love them, too. And then it's like yeah. the next time it's like, I love this charity and this charity. Like, I love them, too. And next thing you know, you're like, I love all these charities and I don't know what to do. I don't know. Like, yeah. The, you're all going to get a few pennies or I. So that is a struggle that you and I have is just seeing so many Definitely. incredible charities and 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 initiatives and movements and scholarships yeah. and everything. And uh, I think that's what's going to make this new venture very fun is, is helping businesses add because a lot of companies come in that don't know where they want to put their time and attention. And you and I are so passionate that we can help people find that passion and really explore it and give them suggestions or throw ideas at them. Everything from sustainability goals all the way down to, hey, I just want to help kids play sports in so many different varieties. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. That's one thing that I think it really helped me to kind of iron out what I, not what I believe in, because I believe in like all of the sustainable development goals, right? Like I think they're all equally valuable to humanity, but- I think the ones that resonated with me, I was then able to like filter down into like the sub-segments, which really helped me develop those kind of initiatives within my businesses in terms of how to give more because I was able to like narrow it down. Because like you said, there's just thousands of like charities being thrown at us and just all these different initiatives and can be chaos at some point. But what helped me was definitely like narrowing things down in terms of what resonates most?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Look, we're going to start wrapping up the show here. And, and like all shows, I get to ask one of my favorite questions to all of our guests, which is sharing a moment of giving that still gives you goosebumps today. So something that you've done in your life, a moment of impact that when you think back to it, kind of gives you the shivers or the goosebumps or something that's directly had an impact on you.
0: Oh my goodness. That's a good question. Actually, Mm -hmm. I would say probably the most impactful. So it wasn't necessarily that I myself like gave funds or anything, but it was the first time that we, like my family went to, and some of our friends went to the children's rehab gala. Before that, my sister and I, we were very like, we knew what our dad was doing and like what the children's rehab foundation was, but going to the gala and like doing a walkthrough of the facility. Those in conjunction, I think, are probably the most impactful because I was able to see, one, the people who are donating because they were at the event and the one child who is their, their basically their selected child for the year that had her wish fulfilled. Seeing her story, her parents there, just the impact that she made and like feeling that in addition to then going to the facility and actually walking through and seeing families go through their day to day hearing some of the worst news they're ever going to hear and experiencing at the same time some of the best moments they will when their child gets the equipment that they need. All of that happening and us able to donate to that and and help with that through time and and financially was probably the most impactful because that feeling, I can still feel. I Mm -hmm. feel it right now. I can feel what it felt like seeing the impact on others and I didn't have to do anything other than live my day-to-day life to do that, which is what they were doing too, but it was a very different viewpoint.
1: Yeah. No, that's special. And I just, it's one of my favorite questions to ask because it's, everybody has a different moment. It's there in their heads that when they go deep into it, it's like, you can just tell it's like, oh yeah, that's special. (laughs) That's relived. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, we're going to jump into our giving round. These are all surprises to you. I don't know if you know a bunch of these questions, so uh, uh, they, of them. <laughs> they, they're going to be a, a, a good surprise for you. So giving round, some rapid fire questions around giving. Are you ready?
0: Okay, I am ready.
1: Brag on one charity that you like that isn't the Children's Rehab Foundation.
0: Kids sports, because it helps kids get into sport and access to it, which I think is important for every child.
1: Amazing. Couldn't have picked a better one. That's the one that is absolutely <laughs> our favorite. What would get you more excited? Donating a million dollar check or spending a week physically helping people.
0: If I knew where the money was going, the million dollar check, because I know that that would probably make a big impact, at least with the cherries that I'm involved with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who inspires you with their giving?
0: Probably my dad and my mom.
1: Do you think that businesses should start giving from the day they start or wait until they've had a bit of success and some money in the bank?
0: I think giving from the day that they start because a misconception is giving is only financial when you're donating, but it's not. It's it's time, it's effort, it's promotion, it's, it's anything.
1: Yeah. It's so, this is like my favorite question in the world because it's like anybody can start giving literally exactly. your time and that builds the philosophy of Hey, Absolutely. as I have the success, we'll see that. What was the first thing you thought of when you heard go big to get big?
0: I thought of, it reminded me of sports because you got to go big <laughs> to, 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 you know, win. And then it also made me just like think of happy things. Like it just, it's just such a powerful thought.
1: I love it. Yeah. Well, clearly it worked. It drew you, it drew you in. It, so. did. It, did. <laughs> it did,
0: it did, it worked.
1: In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Happy. Very simple. Well, that's amazing <laughs> because it leads into our next question. The final question I have for you is, do you believe that money can buy you happiness?
0: I think to an extent, because it can also buy people the things that they need, not necessarily materialistic things, but the things that they need to, to move, to, to be. I think it does, but I think there's a specific way that money buys happiness.
1: How, how is that?
0: In the sense of it provides you the things that you need to survive and to live a fulfilling life, not necessarily a flashy and bougie life, if mm-hmm. you will, which many people would kind of think that is what I meant by that. But that's, that's not what I meant. I meant, you know, it gives people the tools that they, they need to be the best version of themselves. And that's a lot less... Than what most people think it is.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been a uh, ton of fun. I learned some new things <laughs> and, and good I things, at right hope. <laughs> all great things. It's just been amazing. I'm very excited. You know, you've just been a part of the company for less than a month now, and it already feels like it's been like a year. And I'm excited Love to it. have more people get exposed to your energy, what you've been able to do, just the gift that you have for the world. And I'm very lucky to have your ability for business operations. I think you're one of the best (laughs) startup founding humans I've ever talked to and very fortunate to have you in the company. So I'm excited for more people to get connected to you and learn from you. And if they want to do that, where's the best platform for them to find you on?
0: I would say probably LinkedIn and mention that you want to connect because you heard the podcast. I do get a lot of LinkedIn requests, but I don't think there's a better platform right now.
1: We were joking before the show when I googled you. There was uh, a <laughs> bunch of different platforms that you're on when I googled your name, from Medium yeah. to Crunchbase to Dribble to Behance, and it's all the entrepreneurial spaces. And I was like, man, if somebody googles you, they're not going to know where to find you because you're on every different platform. So yeah, uh, but LinkedIn seems to be the best one these days for a lot of yes. people. So. Amazing. Kendall, thank you for coming in and uh, hanging out, chatting and having a lot of fun with us. I look forward to seeing what we can do, what we've done in one month, times that by a few years, and we're going to make some massive impact in this world.
0: Yes, I can't wait. Thank you so much.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of go big to get big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.